Doxology Podcast. My name is Jens Nelson, and with me, as always, is Lucas Stock. This is a podcast dedicated to the journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we explore, discuss, and grow as followers of Christ. Lucas, our voices got really high for a second there. Yeah, what was wrong? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah, go take it over. Yeah, so today we are continuing the trend of in-person recording that we started the other day. It's still very awkward. <laughs> um, definitely a big adjustment from the long-distance relationship that we've grown used to. Yeah. But with us are two very special guests that have not yet made an appearance. Actually, no one's yet made an appearance. No on one the has podcast. been on the podcast. Hannah's sneezes and coughs have made it in a couple of times. So if you're ever wondering, like, who just sneezed? Who just coughed? Probably my wife in the background. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So our two very special guests are our wives. We have... Elaine. Stock. Who's my wife. (laughs) And... Hannah Nelson. Who's my wife. Um, We are, like we mentioned in the episode that we posted on the 4th, we are hanging out together in person, and it's not just me and Jensen, it is also... Hannah, who came to visit, and Elaine, who lives here, so... Although we're no longer in Massachusetts, so we're in a different location from where we've ever recorded, and it's probably one of the coolest places I've ever been as far as, like, a house goes. We're at a pretty cool Airbnb in Rhode Island. And not just anywhere Rhode Island, but as you learned... In in Providence. A a Reformed Baptist haven. Who was, yeah, a Reformed Baptist, what was his name again? Roger Williams. Roger Williams was basically banished from the Williams Bay Colony... And Massachusetts he, Bay. Uh, what did I say? Williams. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that would be in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's maybe what I was thinking. So Massachusetts Bay Colony, he was banished, went away and like found this haven, as Lucas said, and thought it was God's providence in leading him to that haven. And so thus the city became Providence. What is a, is there a better name for a city for uh, a Christian? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably not. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, we're hanging out and enjoying coming back together in person after we were talking about this the other day, like how long has it been since the four of us hang out? Over a year. Yeah. May 18th. So that was the day. The last thing that we did was get Lumanati's pizza in Chicago. So what, so do you know, so that we came down just for that. We didn't even see the ceremony. Right? No, it was yeah. a heck of a day. Yeah, so yeah. we only saw you guys. We had pizza. You guys booked it to, to Massachusetts from Chicago. Yeah. So when was the last time we all actually like, hung out? Do you remember hung that? Hung out, hung out. Do you guys oh, figure that? Man, that must have been... It would have had to been like weeks before. Yeah, definitely before May. Because that was a really busy last yeah. month in Chicago for us, right? Mm-hmm. Like leading up to my graduation and then... So yeah, it was probably like April that... Sometime in April that we... Wow. Hmm. And you were, I mean, and you guys have moved since then. It's been a a busy year. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's good to be back together, and I wish this could happen all the time. It's kind of like, yeah, kind of sad that we don't do this more. But but anyway, on this episode that is going to end up being a bonus episode, we're since we have our wives, and you know, we've we've collectively been married for nine years. You guys are at five, and we're at four. Yeah, Yeah, wow. So like collectively, we have nine years of marriage under our belt, which I know makes us still like babies in a lot of people's (laughs) eyes. Um, But I think, I know a lot of our listenership is family and friends who maybe have been married for a long time too. Um, 
but maybe we also have listeners who aren't married and mm-hmm. are curious about like what marriage is like or you know ups and downs like marriage advice whatever so we thought it'd be kind of cool to to sort of interview our wives and also be interviewed by them um just it's it's more or less like just conversational we're just hanging out the mic there's one mic in the middle of the table we're all talking um so that's what this is so we hope that this is not just um fun for all of us here but informational for those of you who are listening so i don't know if you have a question off the top of your head or i could ask one um why don't you kick it off so um I know the answer. So the thing is, is like I know Hannah's answer. Well, actually, maybe I don't. Like maybe we have different pieces of, of advice. But I want to hear from both of you. What was the best piece of marriage advice that you guys ever received? So maybe it was like while you were engaged. Maybe like you were newlyweds. Was there any piece of advice that you were given that you felt like, wow, that was really insightful, really helpful, helped maybe maybe helped you in that transition from like single life to married life? Does anything come to mind? Well, we received, we received quite a bit of marriage advice. Yeah. Um, and honestly, there is none that I can remember that it has been like, actually useful <laughs> in our marriage. <laughs> just because, I mean, a lot of it is just like, not necessarily marriage advice, just like general, like relationship advice or even friendship advice, but there was one piece of advice that stood out and that was from uh jen's is one of his one of his good friends josh which was do we tell you the advice i mean sure okay so we were at red robin yeah and we were we were favorite restaurant one of my favorites and we were we were having like a double date with josh who used to be my youth pastor became a really good friend he's the guy who married hannah and i and so, like, it was a couple, maybe, like, a couple of weeks to a month before the wedding or something, and he was, it was him and his wife, and um, he said that the best piece of marriage advice they ever received that he was going to pass on was just two words, sleep naked. And <laughs> his, his reasoning was, one, it really helps with temperature. Like, you know, you're not, you don't get as warm, she won't get as warm, um, but also it's really hard to stay mad at somebody when you have to climb into bed um, naked together. Like, there's some, some you know, vulnerability, some, um, you know, just some like things that like, it's, it's not going to, you can't just like fall asleep when you're both naked or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's something that neither of us do, <laughs> um, at least all the time. Like if it's like the middle of summer and there's no AC, I, I might, but I think she's almost always. Has I really like pajamas. Yeah. So, but it is still like funny and was something that like, I feel like I tried to do in the beginning. I just, <laughs> I, I, I had never done it before. I was like, I can't keep doing it. So, so yeah. I did not expect what, that. No. Yeah, I, I, yeah. What, what do you two think of that advice? Um, do you think there's any truth? I don't know. Yeah, I've Lucas never doesn't like it. to sleep naked. I could never. <laughs> just, just physically, I just I, I don't know. It's, it's not it's, weird. it's yeah. not particularly comfortable. Yeah. And I typically like you like pajamas. Like, hmm. I think they're cute. I think it's it's funny to think about like staying mad at like like keeping you know staying mad or trying to keep a grudge or you know hold on to those ne- like negative feelings kind of get I don't know they just feels weird to be angry if you're not wearing any clothes i guess yeah. so that is kind of a funny way to help, help break some tension and anger yeah. but so I, did, so did it you would say, probably work 
don't yeah. know. I've heard <laughs> I just would never try. Yeah. <laughs> so did you say you don't have any that you can think of? That's the... Yeah, honestly. I have a terrible memory. And, I, like, I would have to really go through to think of something because I can't. Do you? I don't know about, like, a piece of advice, but I remember, like, we were doing premarital counseling and maybe it was also just through conversations I had with, like, you know, the pastor who was going to marry us or friends or I don't I don't know where else, but I feel like it, not so much a piece of advice, but something that I feel like I picked up on or kind of became more obvious to me the closer we got to our actual wedding day was just how important communication is. And it's not just for starting off married life or it's not just for it's really not even just for married people at all but being able to communicate to whatever degree or about whatever topics are relevant for a given relationship in a way that's clear and honest and I don't know I guess clear and honest kind of covers it like if you're good at communicating then it almost doesn't matter what you have to communicate about. Like, you're going to be able to work it out. And, you know, things are going to be hard. You're going to mess up. They're going to mess up, whatever. But I feel like that's also, I think, one of our strengths that we had in the beginning is we already were really good at communicating just in general, or at least in a way that worked for us. So it, it I kind of feel like that was that's the piece of advice I would give to someone is, like, the number one thing is, like, learning how to communicate. So that was kind of like my follow-up question since you maybe didn't have advice that was given to you. Since you have some experience, what is some advice you would offer to somebody who is maybe on the verge of marriage or um, is contemplating, you know, mm -hmm. proposing or something like that? Like you mentioned kind of that. Is there any other advice that comes to mind um, mm. as, as you think about it? I know I have one if you don't, but. Um, well, one thing, one thing I've picked up um, in our marriage is something that we always try and do that has just helped helped us to be more in sync is we always try to either go to bed together or wake up together so neither one of us is generally we go to bed at the same time so Almost ne always. neither like, one of yeah. us is staying up watching tv or reading or playing video games or anything like that and that just like helps us to have the shared experience of we get in bed we read we fall asleep you give me a back rub which you've been doing since the day we got married which every is day amazing <laughs> really i mean there might have been like a couple that like were just so tired or something mm -hmm. but almost almost every single day since we've been married mm -hmm. and then on uh, the weekends we stay up late we go to bed together and then we get up together and make breakfast and just try and have that like thing that we're doing together every single day and um we've realized that that at least in our circles is really rare um and can often sometimes just cause strife between couples of like oh they're staying up super late playing video games instead of like spending time with me mm -hmm. or like that and yeah. that's actually I mean, when I said I had something in mind that's what I was going to say like we that's actually advice that I've given to people who are about to get married like I, I know people on like Instagram who have asked like what's a good piece of marriage advice 
And so I've said that on a number of occasions that as often as you can, like I understand that, like, you know, when, when I worked valet, for example, there were times where I'd come home and she was already asleep because I was out till 2 a.m. <laughs> or whatever, you know, like stuff right. happens, mm-hmm. I understand. Um, but like as often as you can, like go to bed together and wake up together. And sort of like the reasoning is, is like, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, sort of maybe the, the disconnect when someone's going to bed and the other one's just staying up all the time. Um, but also for, for, I mean, for either partner, especially just with um, perhaps like maybe there's greater temptation when the other one's asleep that isn't present there. Like, you know, if you're both going to bed together, it's going to be hard for maybe like the partner to, you know, watch pornography or to, um, you know, stay up texting another girl or guy or something. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know what it might be for an individual, but like that's something that when you go to bed together, you're not really putting yourself in that situation. And like one thing that we sort of have to do at our current apartment, which I kind of actually like at first I didn't, is like because of where our bed is, our outlets aren't near where we sleep. Um, and so like our phones aren't even by us while we're in bed. I mean, they're, they're close enough that when my alarm goes off in the morning, I have to get out of bed and like turn it off and get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also helpful too to, you know, not have that be an issue. So that's that's like one piece that I often give. So do you guys have something that you would tell people or have told people? I guess just working off of Lucas's advice, I think one of the best things about our marriage is the loyalty in in it. And I know a lot of marriages struggle with um, commitment. That's the whole point of it. But <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You have to be committed in marriage? Is this what you're telling me? I think that's a surprise to some people. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Like, and I think that in order to create an atmosphere where you feel like your partner is going to be loyal to you has to be something that is purposeful and intentional. And I think that can be done in many ways. And so I think that, like, not like knowing the passwords and knowing ac- having access to absolutely everybody's device for everything is one of the best ways to keep that like i know his password to his phone he knows mine we have joint bank account i know yours <laughs> that's right yeah so just like leaving everything almost exposed mm-hmm. in a way so that there really is no way to hide anything and you mm. don't want to mm. um just having that freedom like, I know that, like, the stereotype can be in a marriage where um, it's usually, like, that the girl shouldn't look at the guy's phone or something like that. And it's like, why even be in a relationship if that's even where you're thinking? Uh, yeah. Um, if you're concealing stuff, like, what yeah. are you doing? So yeah. I think just the ability to be on the same page and be, I guess, exposed is the best way. Like, you are fully exposed in every single way so that mm-hmm. there's no room naked for... Naked without shame. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it harkens back to, like, sleeping yeah. naked kind yeah. of thing. But, like, it's, it, your whole life is, quote-unquote, so, sleeping naked. <laughs> creating the atmosphere for where that is real is freeing in a sense. Like, So how do you yeah. do that? Like, is that something that, like, day one, like you're in marriage and all of a sudden you guys were just like going through those things that happened like as a progression like for you even like was that even before marriage maybe you guys were taking those steps yeah I don't know I think it I think that it, a couple of things you said really stuck out just as far as like if that's not something you want you know if you don't want to be in a relationship with someone where you have that openness and vulnerability and honesty and transparency and whatever other word you want to like describe it as like 
I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with your relationship, but it, it, it is, it seems kind of interesting to me that you'd want to be married to that person, but still have your phone is locked off to them and whatever you do on it is off limits and you're like threatened by the idea of them being able to, um, you know, look through it without you getting the chance to, you know, clean things up first or whatever. Like, not not that everyone's perfect or whatever, but just, again, the whole idea of, like, the transparency. It's not about being perfect. It's not about being, you know, an imaginary person who never makes a mistake in your relationship. Mm-hmm. But it but it's about having a relationship where you're like, oh, man, you know, I... We have this relationship where you are the person who, you know, is... We, you know... <laughs> leave our father and mother and cleave to each other, you know, like it won't be to become one, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Like that kind of a relationship to me, it's like, if you don't want that kind of a relationship, don't get married. Right. And that kind of a relationship to me just seems like it would include a complete transparency. So like there's that desire, but then also too, just like being willing to, again, it kind of goes back to the communication in terms of just like you share you know time you know you make a mistake and you work it out together you don't mm-hmm. you don't hide it mm-hmm. you know or try to avoid a challenging or uncomfortable conversation and mm-hmm. I think that that kind of obviously will play itself out in different ways just in terms of like you know do you write out passwords and hang it on the fridge I don't know I mean if that works for you I'm, that's not <laughs> not gonna judge that or whatever <laughs> but I think it's just that desire to be transparent and have that you know intimacy and vulnerability will you know yeah. lead to those things mm-hmm. I mean, if, even if we think about it biblically like with with that uh, go ahead you want to say something oh no you're good no please please <laughs> <laughs> i was making a face um well i was just gonna say obviously like the four of us believe in like in our marriages it's about serving each other um but that kind of vulnerability and openness is also like it's a benefit to yourself because it is freeing on one hand like when you allow someone else to know everything about you and see everything you're doing and that you're sharing that like both ways like it's just it becomes very comfortable like I think about the fact that you're the only person who knows, like, every single thing about me. Like, even, like, the really, like, bad stuff that I don't want people know, to know about me. Right. And, like, it's just... It's just, like, comfortable in mm-hmm. a way. Even though it's, like, scary at first, you get to a place where it's comfortable. Because it's, like, even if you were to slip up, like, that person who knows everything about you, like, is going to be there to, like help you work it out because you've made that commitment to be open to each other and stuff like that. You've like built that foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. That actually like really, I mean, you were, you were setting me up for what I was going to say, but that even like further (laughs) segue into like what I was going to say is like, you're welcome for interrupting. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. And I interrupted you. I just, because I was looking at Lucas like this, I didn't see you at first. So I apologize. You guys can't see anything, but anyway. Yeah. Jens would rather look at Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, no. So yeah, the, 
what I was going to say was with, with, you know, in the greater scheme of things, you know, our marriage is meant to be a picture of our relationship to Christ, you know, Christ and his church. Um, when we think about intimacy, knowledge, relationship in the Bible, you know, when it says Adam knew his wife Eve, it wasn't just like, oh, I know Eve's hair color is blonde and she has blue eyes or whatever. She didn't have blonde. I, I, that's a really bad example. But <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't like intellectual concepts about like Eve's physical appearance or what she does. But it was like intimacy. It was like, I mean, it was sexual union in that case. But like when Yahweh knows his people, it's like intimate knowledge. And so as you're saying, like in a marriage, there's an intimacy that goes deeper than just sex. But it's, it's a knowledge. It's a love. It's a devotion that is um, so deep that, yeah, it, it gives comfort. It gives joy. It gives peace. It gives, I mean, a and, whole bunch of other things. And if that concept is still somewhat abstract to you, I always just think how crazy it is like so my mom and I went on vacation a few weeks ago and it was a blast um we I mean we were staying with family in Missouri but we had to share a room and a bed and like my mom and I are so close like she was the maid of honor in my wedding and like she's probably one of my best friends but like sharing a bed with her like I felt so uncomfortable like I take a breath and I'm like, oh my gosh, like she can hear me breathing. And like, just like that, like, like nervousness, but like with my husband, like it's basically like we're the same person. Like I go to bed and my stomach grumbles and I talk in my sleep and like, and I'm doing embarrassing things in my sleep. And it's like, I don't even care because we have that like vulnerability and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think yeah. like... You guys both mentioned along these lines that vulnerability, that transparency being freeing. And like, I feel like we started talking a lot about the negatives, like, oh, when I mess up, I should be transparent. But what outweighs that is the the opposite side of that, which is, I don't know, like how to put it, like, but the the benefits or the, I, will, I mean, the blessings of that union and mm-hmm. unity and, and transparency of being there for each other in ways that are so unique and that contribute to each your each each of your edification and you know building up and and encouragement and progress as as people and in ministry and all that stuff and like it's not just like duties surrounding mistakes that you have to do mm-hmm. so I wanted to point that out like for sure. like freedom and yeah. And be and comfort and the comfort that comes from being in that relationship, you know, fully in it, not just trying to get certain benefits while keeping your own little corner to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to highlight like the freedom part. I think is just as important as the like responsibility. Hmm. Yeah, if that makes sense. And it's like scary, but there's no words to explain the joy of reaching that point with somebody. Like, I don't yes. think you can explain it. For sure. Yeah. So whatever you yeah. can do to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it it's now. <laughs> um, well, I guess we've talked about like the good, both that we've received and that we would offer. Do you guys, did you guys ever receive like really bad marriage advice? I, I don't know if there's even an answer for this. I was just curious if someone said something that's just like, that's well, hmm, there is not helpful. a common bit of marriage advice that I often hear, which is like, don't, don't go to bed angry. And on one hand, I agree with it, but on the other hand, like, 
sometimes when you let your anger build, you say things that are really hurtful and you can't take back and that can like take a long time to recover from. And so sometimes when you are angry with each other, it can be helpful to say, I love you, but I need to sleep. And then you wake up in the morning and it's like you want to go to the other person and apologize for your anger and say, I'm sorry and I love you and like, that was stupid. (laughs) And so like sometimes, sometimes like taking time to just like reflect before things get out of hand can be really helpful. Yeah. It's definitely a personality thing. There are probably other people who'd be like, well, if I go to bed, I'm going to wake up even more angry just because I dwelt on it too long. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's... I, will I know say we're not that way, the, but... I will say the times we've gone to bed, like, maybe not on the best note, I always wake up hoping for, like, a sticking out message from you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And then when or I something. don't... Or coffee. Like, sometimes when, when we go to bed angry, he'll leave me coffee in the fridge in the morning, iced coffee, and it's like really nice yeah. i really appreciate that <laughs> that reminds me can you guess what i'm thinking about no as far as like night like you're married and you can't read each other's minds yet no i have a horrible <laughs> memory too no i'm not thinking of a certain thing i'm just oh, talking well. about um how i have a tendency to like i think this has to do with just like oh i know where you're going like i'm a, <laughs> I'm a night owl so my brain kind of you oh, know man. it doesn't really shut down until super late whatever so if there's like, you know, a big decision or an issue or a conflict or a question that, that, you know, we need to work out, I need to, you know, it's like 1030, we're just hanging out in, in bed or like getting ready to sleep. And so I ask like this big question or like, hey, can we keep talking about like this big, you know. Like infant baptism. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. She, she's been there too. And that's, Stuff like that's that. one of like the, that's, that's one of the more lighter I feel like, yeah. like top, like especially I, I've gotten better at this. Like I can be like, don't talk about that right now. I don't right, <laughs> but because because you're you work differently and like at night you I aren't a in a place, you know. And sometimes it's not even a personality thing. It's more like, okay, we need to like maybe not have this super serious conversation in the middle of the night. And sometimes it might also just be a personality thing. But like, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. No, yeah, like, that's a struggle. Where it's like something that's not a that's not a fight or a conflict of like oh let's talk about this cool theological conversation i had earlier but like on the doxology podcast. on the doxology <laughs> podcast. but like that lead like having that conversation like you don't have an issue talking to me about infant baptism per se but trying to have a conversation like that at 10 30 at night causes issues because it's like yeah it's just friction you know and, and it's just like that's something that it for us is a thing. Yeah, we can't have those conversations at night. You'd love to right. bring them up around nine o'clock, and then <laughs> right. I'm done. And I'm yeah. like, no. And there's nothing. There's nothing good or bad about wanting or not wanting to talk about those things. But it's like, it's just funny. Like when we're talking about going to bed angry. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of times, if we are in a position where we do or could go to bed angry, it starts right before bed because. Usually I you brought, brought something up yeah. that could have waited until the next day. Absolutely. But and that's a little just like getting to know your own self and then your other your better half's self too in terms of like oh I'm aware that like these conversations aren't helpful, so I'll wait I'll hold on to this until the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um 
can also help sort of manage those tough, you know, conversations or feelings yeah, like, from interfering with sleep. Like you said, waiting until, like, you're not ready right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's way better to wait until you have, you're level-headed to have that conversation than to try to force it within a certain period of time just right. to be kind of legalistic in a way to get that done before you go to bed because that's not really working it out. Mm-hmm. And then, right. Yeah. I guess going off of that, too, I would say if you're going to do that, always end it with I love you because, like... Anytime people laugh at us, anytime we text or call, even if it's like, hey, do you need chicken from Quick Trip? Yes, I do. I always I'll do. see you soon. I love you. Okay, I love you. And like, just like quick little calls or texts or whatever always end with, I love you. And like, even when we're angry, it's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. I'm going to bed. I love you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's not, it's not just to say it, but just like, what if that's the last thing you ever say? Like yes, we've said that before. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like... and that's something I always think about. And so yeah. it's like, Yikes. if if you need to walk away, always at least leave it at that. And and it helps too. Like yeah. it helps you calm down and think about like what needs to happen next and what you need to do. And I was with a youth group student one time back when I was a youth pastor, and we were like, he was helping me get prepared for like a retreat or something. And, like, Hannah called two different times. It was about something that I don't remember the context, but both times I ended the call the way that I always do, like, I love you, love you, you know, that sort of thing. And I think after the second time, he's like, do you say that every time? Like, do you always say I love you? And I was like, yeah, and I explained why. And it was something that he was like, I've never heard anyone, like, do that before. I was like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, we do that with every conversation. Yeah, like. yeah. I, and it's not even, like, it's not even, like, I don't even think it ever was, but definitely not now. I don't feel like it's something that I'm like I like think about so much as it's just like I don't know because like it's a reminder to yeah. yourself and to them. So if you are upset, it's it's something that's good to remind yourself. Oh yeah, I about. love that person. Or <laughs> if you're not upset, it's a good reminder. And, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems yeah. One of the, like you said, bad advice. That was your question. And I guess we can move on. I'm sorry. But one of the <laughs> weirdest things I'd ever heard. Um, and somebody was trying to tell me, like, I think, it's, it's kind of awkward, but it was an ex-boyfriend and he wouldn't, like, say, like, a lot. Like, oh, you look nice or whatever. And I was like, hey, why don't you say blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, my dad never tells my mom he loves her because he says... I told you when we got married, and if I change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my and I was goodness. like, Real good mm. theology right there. Right. Sinner's prayer so, right there. Oh that's no. Terrible advice. Right there. Yeah, that would be. Never do that. If you, if you told somebody else that that, like, if you use that as advice, that would be top tier bad advice. Funny, <laughs> I told you once, I don't need to tell you again. That's like what it sounds like. Yeah, so oh, there's man. your bad advice for you. Right. That's a really good bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> I might take a cake. Um, so, yeah, so that is kind of a good segue into what... So we talked about advice, you know, good and bad, and just sort of, like, stuff we've heard or stuff that comes to mind for us. Um, this one might be a little more fun or at least a little more, like... I don't know. There could be some funny stories, I feel like. Oh, man. Um, what... 
Well, what's your favorite part about being married or your favorite thing about marriage? Or, or I mean, you know, not even necessarily marriage, but favorite thing about your marriage, I guess. Okay. I'll start. <laughs> I, we were actually kind of sort of talking about this earlier. Um, I have always had like terrible nightmares. So when I was a kid, I had night terrors all the time. And then in the past, probably like within a year, a year before we got married, um, I switched some medication and ever since I have the most vivid dreams in the world and they are often absolutely terrifying and I wake up and can't get out of them. Like, just like, I think I'm still having a dream even though I'm awake. And so my favorite part of marriage is just like having someone there when I'm sleeping Mm -hmm. because like falling to sleep is sometimes scary because it's like, am I going to have a nightmare tonight? Or is like, am I going to sleep through the night? Like what's going to happen? And then just like knowing that if anything bad were to happen in the night, there's someone else there. And it's just like comforting and it's, I don't know. I, it's oh, it's yeah. probably my favorite part. No, Hannah, Makes sense like, to me. I, I think I would have to, I don't have nightmares that often, but oh, I always, sometimes I when I take <laughs> melatonin, I, I have really weird dreams. But I always tell Lucas that my favorite part of the day is going to bed. It's just that, like, you're ending the day yeah. with your best friend. And I think that sounds a lot more depressing than you mean it. No, it's just, like, <laughs> so peaceful. Like, mm-hmm. I love getting into bed and, and just falling asleep. Like, and we usually, the way we fall asleep is I either have his arm or, like, next to him. And then as I'm, like, really closely falling asleep, I move away. It's uncomfortable. But... <laughs> it's like Ross with the hugging... Yeah. Hug and roll or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. But um, that's like, I guess that's more of like a day-to-day thing. Mm-hmm. Like, favorite aspect would be falling asleep. Yeah. Um, but I guess in general, going along those lines would just be like, and I guess it depends who you're married to, but being married to my best friend, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of morbid, but literally everything else in the world could melt away. And, like, having Lucas would, like, make me so happy. Um, For sure. I understand that Do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of does sound morbid. And I'm not trying to sound like nobody else in my life matters because they really do. Right, yeah. But it's it's just having that, like, that loyalty, that companionship. Um, But that only happens when I honestly can safely say that's only going to happen that extent of that loyalty and companionship and friendship if you have a marriage that is under biblical guidelines like the way that christ loved the church like yeah that's the best way to get that friendship and vulnerability and companionship like so like i guess just having a friend always like every day that i can text and call and go to sleep with and make breakfast with and mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think also like especially depend like in certain seasons it where things are maybe a little calmer or schedules a little less hectic than other seasons, but like also having, especially on the weekends, like sleeping in and then waking up and just kind of like similar, like just that peaceful, you know, having that person there while you're going to sleep. And then also while you're waking up is just like a really, you know, peaceful is the, I think the best word in terms of just, it's just fun to be able to like, 
wake up slowly and go make bacon and eggs and, you know, watch TV or whatever on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you're, you know, have work or whatever and, you know, waking up and helping the person get ready by making them coffee or, you know, like... Like serving each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like those kind of, like the, along with going to sleep, also waking up like together instead of apart. I'm really jealous of the relationship you guys have because in some ways your relationship is just so much better than mine and Jen's because you, you, something I always wished was that Jensen would love coffee as much as I do and that we could drink coffee together in the morning. Orange juice. Well, he can't even have orange juice Not anymore. Though. Water. He just has water. Well, yeah. I drink my coffee. Yeah. I tried so many times. No, it's yeah. okay. It's That's okay. Funny. I thought you were actually going to start crying for a second. I was like, what is going on? What are you going to say? Everyone. Everyone will think yeah. you're crying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, so to, it's such to a my fun cr- drink. To well, my credit, like. For the, most of our marriage, I never ate breakfast, and she always said, like, I wish that you got, we could have, like, breakfast together. I just, like, had never grown up eating breakfast. But, like, getting diagnosed with diabetes, they're like, you have to have breakfast. You need to be on, like, a consistent schedule for meals and everything. And so, suddenly, it's like, I'm having bacon and eggs every day. Mm-hmm. And so, I know at least... I am, I <laughs> just, I love that. It made me so One happy. Because... <laughs> You often make me breakfast. It made you so happy. But also, (laughs) also, I am kind of glad that you don't like coffee because that means I get extra coffee. You get all the coffee. I don't have to make. I don't. If I make a pot of coffee, I get all of it. I don't have to share it with you. And it's twice the money that we have to pay. That's That's true. true. Especially because we use creamer. (laughs) (laughs) I like you to get the cheap stuff. Cafe Pastella all the way. Well, like to to backtrack just a little bit to something Elaine said. What's really funny is when I when I. You know, I think everybody sort of has this idealized picture of what marriage is going to be, what's going to happen, all that. And, like, I was convinced that, like, every single night we're going to, like, fall asleep cuddling together. It's going to be so cute. And, like, you know, it's always in the movies. But, like, I think maybe once, if once, we, like, actually fell asleep, like, actually We'll go through phases. Like, every once in a while I'll get, like, this irrational fear of that you're going to, like, die in the night. And Same. so, and so, that's not a phase for you. I will, I will sleep like leaning on his chest all night because I'm like, if he goes, I want to be there like right by okay, him. Okay, that's true. We've had a couple. Which I know, that, yeah. I know that's like really morbid, but like, I'm so same way, girl. every once in a while, that will that will happen for like two weeks, and then it's just like, all right, run my back, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. Good night. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? My um, your favorite part of marriage. Favorite part of marriage. Um. I don't know. I, mean, it's, I don't want to be like a broken record or anything, but like that like consistent companionship. I mean, it's when you wake up, when you go to sleep, everything in between, especially on like weekends. I mean, I know, you know, that's only something we've experienced recently. Like I, we, we sort of realized that I've never had a job where I have like a normal Saturday, Sunday off. I mean, when I worked in college and high school, it was like, it was retail. So I was working weekends when I was, um, you know, working at the church. I worked on Sundays because I helped direct services. And then I was a youth pastor where I worked on Sundays. And, and you did valet. Did valet. Like, it's just like I've always had at least a weekend day, if not both. And so to now be at a job where I worked Monday through Friday, to actually have weekends, I, I mean, it's going to be very interesting once we start going back to church, like where we actually, um, 
where we actually go to church on Sunday mornings um, after COVID. But yeah, I just, I'm, I'm excited for having that new dynamic. And I don't know, I, yeah, the, the companionship, the love, the friendship, um, you know, getting to travel to other parts of the country to see friends. I mean, you know, we, we haven't, we realize we haven't gone on a trip like this, at least a flying trip since our honeymoon. So we've, you know, we've been married for over mm-hmm. four years. So that was like over four years ago that we got to fly. But it's like, it's fun to have those new adventures. It's fun to um, even just have like the slow days of watching the Star Wars movies because, you know, it's a lazy Saturday. So I don't know. That's, there's probably something better that I could think of if I (laughs) thought of it longer. But yeah. Well, on the flip side, what, I mean, you know, maybe we wrote down like, what is the hardest part? But maybe like, what is a hard part? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's not all idealized romantic comedy you know, pretend world, you know, things are hard. And is there, is there a particular aspect of, of being married that like sticks out as, as far as something that's a challenge or hard? Well, you think about it. I'll say mine cause it relates to something you said <laughs> just a little bit oh, ago. Man. So one of the hardest parts for me, um, has always actually been like food related which I know is a little weird, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, with Hannah having Crohn's disease and me having type one diabetes now, and that's only been uh, a, basically a year that we've both been in that situation. But before that, it was always like a challenge. Cause like my diet growing up, like the things that I ate, the places I wanted to go to when we got married, like a lot of those things were sort of like changed and different. So, I mean, you're, 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 you're taking two people and like making one in a yeah. sense and to take two people um, you know, different eating habits, different, like, it's not just eating habits of like, I like this, I don't like this, but like, I can't have this. Right. <laughs> and so like, I remember early on, it was like really hard for me to like, I can't have this and I can't have this and I can't have this because like, if I do, like, it's really hard for her. Cause like, she absolutely cannot have it. It's just not that she doesn't like it. And so I know for like early on, that was something that I had, like, I struggled with to, to like, I don't know, be loving and to be <laughs> you know understanding of how hard it is for her to like if she wants a frozen pizza like a jack's frozen pizza i know there were times where i would get those and eat them and you'd be like you'd say it's fine i would cry but like <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but like, i love in, jack's frozen pizza right so on the inside you're like i really wish i could have this and so that was really hard but then when i got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes even though that's like a really hard thing it's something that i'm gonna have to live with it actually was like a really, like a blessing in disguise almost. Like it helped make what was hard a little bit easier. Because now we both have these things that we can and cannot have. Sometimes the things that I should be eating, she can't. And the things <laughs> that she should be eating, I can't. So there's still a little bit of like figuring out um, that. But at least we both have this struggle of, it's not just I like this food, I don't like this food. It's actually we have restrictions and we have to be like cautious of what we eat and think and plan and so that, like, that thing that used to be one of the hardest parts has been, like, one of my favorite things. Like, I've learned to like new foods. We've tried new places. We've realized we both don't like this food or whatever. Um, so that was my answer. I don't know if that helped get your memories oh or God. thoughts I didn't going. think about that. That's crazy. Hearing yeah. from another person's perspective, like, when you don't. Yeah, food is so different for us than it is for you because, like, neither of us have really ever been, but especially since we are married like picky we don't have any dietary restrictions at least for the most for the most part there there have been times with your health where we we've restricted things to see you know if you know but in terms of like something as absolute as you know 
No tortilla chips. Dairy right. or Dairy corn. Or, or, sugar. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Nothing quite as, you know. And I definitely don't have any you know, yet. dietary yet. restrictions yet. <laughs> we, well, everyone gets something someday, I guess. <laughs> but, like, and we, we really like eating, you know, all kinds of different food and trying new restaurants. And, and, and Elaine's basically a chef, so. Definitely not. Why she everyone say all the best food. That's true. <laughs> you at least enjoy cooking. At the very least, there there's go. nothing Let's else. Let's just say, keep it there. I enjoy <laughs> cooking, whether it's good or not. I don't know. I like, it is very good. I like good. calling you Chef Elaine. It's, okay. it's One cute. day it might become true. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so, like, food is, like... Food is our love language. It's, it, I mean, yeah. It maybe, almost like, is, yeah. Like, so it's kind of... It's, is that endorsed by Gary Chapman? Can we say that? We'll ask him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, in a way... Ours is too, I think because we have so many difficulties revolving around mm, food, that's good point. even though we both absolutely adore food, <laughs> like when we're having a bad day, just by saying like, all right, we're going to go to our favorite restaurant or something like that, like that completely will turn our day around mm-hmm. and like that make us sense. feel so yeah. much better. Yeah. And so like, even though it's a really difficult thing, it's something that I mean, I guess a lot of the most difficult things bring people together, but, like, it also helps in a way. I should clarify. I remember one of the thing, one of the pieces of marriage advice that we received, I didn't mention it in the beginning, um, was actually from a pastor who we went to for premarital counseling. Like, we actually had a class at our church, but, like, we met with him beforehand. And I remember him saying, like, countless times in that meeting and in these classes, like, I never realized how sinful I was until I got married. Like, it's true that when you when you take two people to become one you really start to realize like where your own heart is mm. like really selfish, like where you want to do what only right. you want to do and not what the other person wants to do. And like, that's what I mean by like the food thing. Like it started, like it's, just, it's such a stupid thing. It seems like when I say it, but for me, it was like this like inner war going on all the time of like, no, I really want a Jack's pizza. I don't <laughs> want to not get Jack's pizza. And I know right. it's dumb and I, I, I really hold no resentment towards you. Oh or anything. my gosh. But, like, I just remember there were times where it was really hard. Like, I had to, like, I don't know. Food, food is, I mean, it's an important thing. We, I mean, we need it. We eat it. Well, you can have resentment towards me about that, and I will have resentment, resentment towards you about, like... Coffee? Coffee. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> no. We're even. Key no. communication Kidding. right here. Kidding. Yeah. I know. Yeah. What's yours, Lucas? Yeah, I, I was trying to think of something, because, like, I feel like a lot of the, like, toughest moments that we've had are more to do with like outside issues that are hard things to work through you know but but I think the thing is is that I that comes to mind for me it reminded it was like what you just said about being like having a spotlight shown on how selfish your own heart is and like things coming up that you would never realize if it was just you living on your own or, 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 you know, um, for me, it's like, I am super, super introverted homebody, you know, stay up late, sleep late, just play video games, watch movies, watch TV. And I'm a guy. I I mean, (laughs) like without the, like if, if it wasn't for like, (laughs) if it wasn't for like work and stuff like that, right. Um, and not being able to go to church, like, if it was just me living on my own, quarantining for 
coronavirus would be a breeze. like a, like a <laughs> blessing to me. <laughs> just in ter- and that's just my personality. And right. you, Elaine, are just like every way that I just mentioned is is just not how you are. You know how you're wired, how you recharge and gain energy, what what invigorates you, what you get excited about, what you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's really hard. It can't, or I should say, it can be really hard. It often is really hard for me to be like, oh yeah, like we've, you know, stayed home every night this week, like plan a trip somewhere in town for, I mean, quarantine, I guess not anymore, but you know what I mean? Like in general, like to, to, I mean, even just doing things, like even just doing activities or, or going out for the day to me can be like a really big, like. Again, like you said, it sounds stupid to say it out, out out loud, but even just like taking a Saturday and like going into the city, like would be like a sa- almost like a sacrifice for me, and just in terms of it would feel like oh my Saturday is being taken up by an activity, you know, when I could be sitting at home. You sound so weird. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I'm just, I, 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 under, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the odd one out here, Elena. Yeah, sorry. we all. I, yeah, that's what's. And Although I, I will rarely be on the extroverted side and I want to go do something, but mm-hmm. generally I'm in this camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, for us specifically, in this case, me, I have that about myself and I know that you don't. So it's like, I can be really selfish and complain if we have to go do something. I usually do, you know, at least a little bit, I feel like. And that's something that I need to continue working on. I feel like I have grown a lot over the last five years at least I would hope not you know there's still more a lot more you know to grow and to change and to there's no end to it to continue learning how to sacrifice and that doesn't just mean quote unquote you know air quotes right now sacrifice my Saturday but also just more generally putting you first is sort of the whole point (laughs) in a lot of ways and it's like those things where you have personalities that are, you know, two unique people with two unique personalities, unique interests, even if you have lots in common or similar personalities, you're still two different people. And so when those things don't, you know, mesh together in a way that's easy, you have to learn how to deal with it. And I feel like for, I feel, you know, in our particular case, that's been an example of, of I think, what's been the hardest at least, or I should say, one of the hardest things that we've learned how to work through and on and continuing to, to learn, you know, how to put the other one first and all that kind of stuff. But just that clash of personalities can be really difficult. And, and obviously, some people are going to have more different personalities than other people. But I think you get what I'm saying. I know I sound, I don't know, yeah. weird, rambly. I think I agree that our hobbies and interests don't line up. And that's one of the pieces of marriage advice that I've learned, not learned, heard before too. Not from anybody in particular, just out there that goes around, oh, find somebody with the same interests and hobbies. I honestly don't think that that is necessary to have a successful marriage in the slightest. Absolutely not. No freaking way. But not having that is hard. It's nice to have just 
shared activities. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> but you're not marrying someone to enjoy hobbies with. You're marrying someone to do life with. But <laughs> <laughs> Lucas and I don't really share very many hobbies besides watching The Office and Friends and like <laughs> two pretty long ones, so you got some time. <laughs> yeah. And like enjoying like I do enjoy staying home on like a Saturday morning and eating. Mm-hmm. Like we love to eat and we love to yeah. watch The Office and Friends and Bob's Burgers. But I love to cook and I love to go out and I enjoy hiking and going kayaking or and doing spontaneous stuff and Lucas not so much. So I do think that that has been probably the biggest struggle that we've had mm-hmm. within ourselves. Now outside, right. I would have to say to add on really quickly um, and something that wasn't advice but just information when we got married was you're not marrying just a person, you're marrying their family. And that is so true. If you're not married, like you really need to take that into account because... Having a new family with who knows how many different personalities. And, and figuring out, like, holidays and stuff like yeah. that, too. Like, like it's, it can be challenging. No, yeah. yeah. I think that that is the second most challenging thing yeah. outside of, like, our own relationship is navigating relationships with our families and spending time with them. And, and family's amazing, mm-hmm. but it's, you know two, three, four, five, six, however many new people mm-hmm. and you're joining a family, you're you're becoming very close. You know, every family's different or whatever, but at least on paper you're you're joining into a pretty close relationship with them because mm-hmm. you're joining their family. And if you know, like with your parents in law, like you're marrying their child that's a really immediate close relationship that you're putting yourself into and i mean i wouldn't say that like you want to propose to somebody you meet their parents you don't get along very well so you break up with them like i wouldn't say that Mm -hmm. that's not what you're saying either but like just not just not ignoring the fact that you're married you're marrying into a family Mm -hmm. in addition to marrying a an individual and Mm. just i mean opening up your heart to them and like realizing like these are people that you need to make sure that you can care for too Mm -hmm. like you love and serve and are with your partner but you also need to love and serve like your new family that you're joining too yeah Yeah, we've been like really thankful we haven't really had i mean we've had like some like kind of like Hannah mentioned, some like logistic stuff that makes it hard because mm. you know, there's the families that live relatively close, but then like the extended families are all kind of all over the place. Yeah. So like making everybody happy is one of those things that's always going to be a challenge, and so you almost have to come up with a routine of like every other year, or mm-hmm. we'll be here for this and not there for this. Right. But like I, I am very thankful that we've had like you know we, it's not like we have in laws that are like it's not like Romeo and Juliet or something mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that kind of story. <laughs> it's people get that get along, but did did you? Did you have you something yet that you've said? I, oh, gosh. I thought of something, and then I lost it. Um, I am struggling to think of anything right now, but kind of adding on to what you guys were saying, um, having being with someone who you might have a lot of hobbies with can also be difficult because, like, I mean, Jens and I don't have a ton of hobbies together that we share, um, but, like... 
when you share the same hobbies, they can get a little bit out of control. Um, like me and Jen's both love reading and buying books. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, we have a little bit of a problem and that's gotten a little bit expensive <laughs> and it'd be, I mean, a lot less expensive if it was just one of us, but they're, they're struggles Where you guys have coffee, and... we have books <laughs> <laughs> or something. And books are more expensive than coffee. Most of the time. Oh, Unfortunately. yeah. Unfortunately. They last longer. It's true. Hopefully can can read a book forever. You can read a coffee once, or you can drink your coffee once. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. My cooking habit is expensive. My new knife, it's very expensive. <laughs> Buying two of those. Yeesh. What's the knife for? What's also... <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, and maybe this is us. Maybe this is just the place we've grown into. Like, that doesn't bother me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. even even though I'm not you know, excited about, like, to me, cooking's a chore, like, so I'm not gonna, like, be looking forward (laughs) to using the the top-of-the-line, you know, know, knives that... It's okay, she wouldn't let you use the knife anyway. (laughs) I had to teach Hannah when she came over how to set it aside. It scared me. I did not want to, I didn't want to touch it or do anything. Um, I feel like it's, like, you know, I don't know, there's something exciting about being able to, especially since there are times where we aren't able to buy a top of the line knife, you know, like financially. Yes. Um, but like, so like, I think it's, there's something really exciting about being able to like buy that and know that it makes you happy and you're going to use it and whatever. Um, so I guess that's also kind of the flip side to yeah, your flip cons, side yeah. of like, you know, it's also really nice to, you know, using your example of books, like, buy each other books or or yeah. even just go buy books together or I, I don't know whatever however it goes down like that kind of stuff like again just pros and cons like yeah. you said and also just it's not really about the negatives of like avoid this or don't do that or you know fix this but it's more like the doors that are opened when you have that close bond with someone that right. mm-hmm. really you you only you really only get in this specific relationship, which is I was gonna say, super like, interesting. What's so fascinating is even in, in a circle of four people here, like just the vast differences that can exist. And so like, yeah, when you consider like, had you married another person, right? If you ever watched like the show Wife Swap, like that was like a show <laughs> oh, or whatever. Yes. Like imagine like, like, obviously this would never happen, but like imagine just like switching places for a week and just like how different that would be. Yeah. And just like, there that's that's why like marriage isn't just about like sex it's not just about like having someone to live with or taxes taxes or whatever <laughs> there's there's far more to it and it's it's no wonder that like the divorce rates are so high people go into it with expectations it's that hard. are just it's yeah. hard They're, they go in with expectations that are like unrealistic yeah. they're extremely selfish and don't want to admit it or just <laughs> won't admit it or don't see it mm-hmm. um and so like that's why i mean you know marriage is sanctifying even if it's hard and difficult, even if like every single day is a struggle, like as Christians, especially we see the good in it, even in the midst of the frustrating, in the midst of the bad, in the difficult days, um, for better, for worse, sickness, health, all those things that you, you know, recite in your vows or whatever, um, we're growing not just as couples, but more like our savior who, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he created marriage. <laughs> can I ask a question? Yeah, please. That's okay. why we're here. We can end it on this one. Okay, what is your favorite memory from your marriage thus far? Oh, 
Is that a good one or what? That's yeah. a really good one. That's a hard one. So do you have an answer to your, to your no. own question yet? Okay. <laughs> Are you going to come up with one? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I could like just pinpoint one. I mean, that's like, that's some like ecstasy or something like I have, real I, joy, but I can't think of. I have one. Okay. I think. And I mean, there might be others that I'm just not thinking of right now, but one of my like top favorite memories was actually from our wedding. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just like the fact that it was our wedding day, but right after we were pronounced husband and wife, we walked down the aisle and went out um, onto like this little, like the ramp that led away from the chapel. Yeah. And like both of us just like broke out like sobbing, but laughing. Yeah, or we, we were like hugging. Like we, we were hugged hugging each other. and crying. And it was like, just like all these like crazy emotions. And then like someone came out and took a picture of us immediately. And like both of us are so red in the face. And like, <laughs> just like, we look a little bit insane. Yeah. But like, just like, oh my gosh, we're finally married. And like, well, there was... just like the joy of that moment of we are now husband and wife. That was a really good memory, and for me anyway, from my perspective in that moment, like like she said, we, we walk down this aisle, we're holding hands, we get out to the end as like the pastor is saying some announcement or whatever, and it, it was sort of like, I mean, we were engaged for a long time, but there were some just, you know, hard things that we endured in that time, and so it was almost like a sigh of relief, like you said, mm-hmm. like all the, all the stress, all the tension, all the planning, everything that we've been waiting for, like we're embracing and it's just like a weight was lifted. So like it resulted in like crying and laughing and hugging and, and kissing. And like that was a really good, really good, exciting moment. And I don't, it's probably in the top three for sure for me. I don't know if I could pinpoint one. Um, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, our, our honeymoon <laughs> was so much fun getting to, I mean, I had never. It was really stressful. It was really stressful. But, I, you know, getting to go away for the first time, not just like. I mean, I wasn't on my own, but like away from my family, any vacation I'd ever taken was. It was really the first time we had done any travel, like major travel, without our parents. Right. It was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was babies. a very. Yeah, a learning experience. So that's that's one of them. Um, getting our cats was oh my gosh. another one. Like <laughs> going to the shelter. Yeah, that, and, and, that one might be the top day. Right, and finding the them, and like one of my favorite. And this is, I mean, this isn't even a, a memory about us necessarily but like one of my favorite memories just of, of being married was we we got the cats we took them home we, we, we locked them in a room as we were sort of like instructed to help get them acclimated so they didn't have like the whole apartment to go through and we went to taco bell because like it was like dinner time and we were hungry so we we you know we, if you remember the one that was way out like down division or whatever on Clybourne. on Clybourne. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, had, yeah. we went way out from Moody. We were gone for a while. We come back and we're like both so excited to like mm-hmm. get into the apartment and find our new kittens because they were just like so small. We and opened they the door. There. They were, they were gone. gone. We're like we're like looking all over the place. And I expected <laughs> I expected them to be sleeping on the bed or something. We're, we're like looking all throughout our bedroom. We can't find them anywhere. Open the closets, lifting everything up, looking at anything they could have gotten into. We go back out into the apartment. We're looking everywhere and we're thinking like. I don't know if you thought this. I was like, was that a dream? Did we really get cats? Well, no. My thing was like, did they manage to like climb out the window and then shut it behind them? <laughs> like, where are they in Chicago right it's now? Like a small right. apartment. Yeah. So, right. So what happened was we had a bookshelf with like, it was an Ikea bookshelf with four rows on the top, four on the bottom. I had all my books pulled forward to the front face. 
So they had they had jumped up and behind the books of one cubby, they were sitting crammed next to each other, just like peering over the books at us. They like had gotten scared, and so they were just hiding behind the books. And that was just like, I don't know, That's a really cute. fun moment of like panic, but then just like incredible relief and joy of like <laughs> so adorable. I don't know. That's that is so cute. It was a great, yeah, great yeah. night, great night. Yeah, I don't. I have a hard time pinpointing specific mm-hmm. days or specific events that, like, you know, I can point to as the thing that I think of as the happiest or the most exciting or the most fun moment. I think, like, you know, our honeymoon, we went to Cancun and we had or stayed in a really nice hotel and we were at the beach and all that stuff and it was super fun. Um, it was, you know, that's a good point. Like the first. Like, I mean, you know, we went to school in Chicago far away from our families, but as far as, like, vacation travel, um, and the time we went to China was also just a really fun, adventurous, you know, more adventurous kind of trip um, that had a lot of, like, really good parts to it and really good aspects about it. I think, like, if I had to pick something, I, I think of, it's more of a season than a memory, but the year like the year and a half that we the last year and a half or so that we were in Chicago when we lived in the second Jenkins apartment in our our attic yeah (laughs) um when you know and I think of setting it up and the way we had it set up I think of like the times we would we would like sleep on the couch you know, like stay up late watching movies and then sleep. We on had it. a futon and we would open yeah, up the futon. Like, mm-hmm. Sounds much easier than the few times we would drag our queen size mattress out in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would do that. Yeah, oh a couple times. Yeah, definitely over. easier than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the decor, you know, the decorations, having friends over, um, having spruce and balsam over. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, you know the the days of making coffee in the morning. Of, weekend or or going to class during the week or whatever that was also the only that apartment was also the only summer that we spent the whole summer in Chicago um which was super cool because getting to see the city in a new season that we were used to and just I feel like whenever I think of that apartment I think of the most sort of like relaxed peaceful happy sort of time I guess, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. That's kind of, I guess it's cheating because I'm picking a, <laughs> you know, a huge expanse of time. But just like that kind of season really sticks out to me. Yes. I would agree. That was a really nice season. I think one of my favorite memories, and I said it two times already, I have a horrible memory. But correct me if I'm wrong. Did you forget that you've already said that? Maybe I'm, I did say kidding. it more than that. <laughs> um, I believe we were going down to Missouri to visit my dad's side of the family. We stopped in St. Louis, correct? Yep. Okay. So this was, it was Christmas time. And um, we drove down to Missouri, stopped in St. Louis, and we got a hotel and they upgraded us. Oh, yeah. And I am a big hotel snob. (laughs) <laughs> if I go on a mission trip, I was telling Jensen and Hannah, I'll sleep with cockroaches. I don't care. Actually, you said, I'll sleep on a yeah. cockroach. <laughs> That's true. I didn't know what that means. <laughs> I'll sleep on a cockroach on a concrete floor. It doesn't matter. But if I'm going on vacation, 
I I do annoyingly have high standards because I love the hospitality industry. Anyway, so I pick this hotel. I do all of our vacation plans always. I always pack pick mm. our hotels. Which is why they're not disasters. Yeah, <laughs> so far. So we got this hotel. It was actually not a brand that I was used to. So I was going out on a limb here, but we went. They upgraded our room. To and it was room. like, it was just like, we went to check in and they were like, oh, would you like an upgrade? And like, there was no context or reason that I remember. No, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave us, it was a like a suite with a hot tub and um, it was, it was really cool. So we got there, we got the nice hotel and then we were like, I don't think it was planned. Was it planned that we said that we would get tattoos? Uh, no, I don't think it. I don't think it really was, no. I mean, I think we had thought about it. Because I know. had Hannah design the right. tattoos, but I don't right. know if we I don't think decided. it was planned that, you know, at this day, at this time. So I just remember we found this tattoo parlor on this night and um, decided to get matching tattoos, uh, which is my favorite. And um, I just remember going to this tattoo parlor and then getting some Mexican food afterward because I was That's really craving Mexican. Mm -hmm. And I got an horchata. Yep. Um, I think that that, that was just a really fun day. Wow. I've, I like completely forgot like the context, like, this like a crazy day. what that day in St. Louis, I mean, it was really like an evening, yeah. you know, cause we drove most of the day or, or whatever. Like I, wow. I had completely forgotten. Like I, I can vividly remember it as you're yeah. saying it now, but yeah, that would, that would be as far as that day, that would be high on my list. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, Cause I, I love my tattoo and I love having a matching one. So, and it's cool too, cause they're both kind of unique. They're not exactly matching, but, right. mm. um, just, I don't regret it. And I know a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. And that goes back to kind of what we started at the beginning, like. You know, why would, if, if you feel the need to hide your phone from someone, then yeah, I get the idea of matching tattoos being a little scary. But yeah. like, I don't know. If you want to marry someone, then like, <laughs> I feel like you should want to marry someone. Right. right. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if we yeah. have any, any further questions, but I think maybe the last thing I'll say anyway is like, one of my favorite memories too has just been like the times we've all had. I mean... It's, oh my it's, goodness! It's been like it's been like. <laughs> Don't you have almost, diabetes? You can't have so much sugar I know. and sweetness, right? Right, <laughs> and it's, I mean it's been almost five years. We realized like it was twenty fifteen, yeah. my first semester. You guys were that we married. no, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't even married, but like met Elaine, became friends in a like group we were in together for for school, and then we realized like you are newly married. I'm almost married. Like we should like double date. We went to Olive Garden one time, <laughs> mm -hmm. went maybe a couple other times, did some other stuff. But then really like when we moved into Jenkins, the, the married dorms, if you don't know, and at Moody, um, after getting married, like you guys were the floor below us and just like a room over and then across the hall. Yeah. So like you were super so close. close. So like yeah. we'd come over and we'd game, we'd have like double dates and you guys like made like candles one time. We and, made so yeah. many. And yeah. we, we Elaine would like teach me how to cook things, and then we would like dye eggs and make candles. We'd go to Hebrew together. We'd yeah, play so classes. many card games. Yeah, we would, it would be so hard to like, like. We'd be hanging out, and it would be like. It would be so hard to leave. <laughs> yeah, it would be like midnight, and we'd be like, "We gotta go." Uh, it's church but, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's been like one of the fun things too. And I guess that's another just piece of advice. If you're somebody who, if maybe you haven't related to anything we've said so far, but if you have like really good friends that are like also married, like that's a joy that I know not a lot of people have. And I know no, a number a of married, blessing. married couples that like, we don't have any friends that we hang out with or at least like, like this, like right. he has a friend that he likes and she has a friend that she likes, but like, it's not. And if, you, if you've got those friends. Don't let him move to freaking Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's pretty far. And then to Alabama. Yeah. yeah I, which but I mean, probably closer. Yeah, you'll be, be, you'll be closer. But it's, only, it's only been a year, but like, I mean, thankfully, even through like the podcast, but even without this, like right. we've still like preserved our friendships yeah. and relationships. Yeah. And like, obviously I don't like text Elaine and you probably don't text Lucas, but like there, we're still <laughs> all far, friends yeah. when we like get together and can hang out. And, right. It's really fun. Yeah. I can I can text Elaine like random, like existential crisis questions after I haven't talked to her for like two weeks. So <laughs> that's what it should be. Girl, yeah. calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk like every day, so yeah. We have a five hundred day snap streak or more going, so it's true. Get on after our you lost your and we lost. Yeah. It was like a seven hundred. It was like up there. I feel like I don't know about seven, but I mean I think it was over five hundred. Okay, the other one. it was pretty high. Back um, well, do you want to close this out since you have the laptop? You'll yeah, I can. I'm su- almost surprised. We should probably have this memorized at some point. I almost had the intro. I had to look. So when we recorded the last bonus, I tried to recite it. I had to look real quick to make uh, sure I was <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on. But you have a lot more because you have like check this out, all that. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that will wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Thank you both for giving in and joining in <laughs> for a uh, recording session. Well, and I mean, it's not like you forced us to do this or anything. It's, it's not like it's past midnight or anything. <laughs> it's only 11.30 where we're from, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Doxology Podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Doxology Podcast or Instagram or email us at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear feedback, questions about anything we've talked about on today or any other episode, ideas for future episodes, and and just to connect and hear from you in general. You can also, in the show notes, sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is not spam, but it's just a weekly update on upcoming episodes. However, it might be in your spam folder. It might accidentally <laughs> be. In, we've recently discovered that it tends to go to spam. So if, if you're signed up and you're like, you haven't sent any, Check you your spam every Tuesday because it goes so. out every every week. So, um, also um, as always, we want to thank our sponsor, Logos Bible Software, and you can check out um, logos.com, L-O-G-O-S dot com slash Doxology Podcast for more information about them and the incredible tools for Bible study and um, preparation for for teaching or sermons that they offer. Um, and again, we'd love to hear from you. And Elaine and Hannah, do you have any? social media you'd like to plug to our to our vast no uh, not at all everyone who listens knows them (laughs) (laughs) probably yeah hopefully good things yeah um yeah so anyway thanks again for joining us tonight and thank you for listening and we will or at least two of us will 